This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 2nd of February. In your Squiz today, a military coup in Myanmar? Paying for politics? Collingwood responds to claims of racism? And the hurdle to hitting go? This is your Squiz today. Starting in Myanmar, where on Monday, Claire, the military launched a coup. That means that the military's commander-in-chief has taken power and declared a state of emergency that will remain in place for a year. There's a lot to this story, but a bit of history first. So military intervention in Myanmar's affairs of state isn't new. It staged a coup in 1962, and for 50 years the country was run by the military until a transition to democracy started in 2011. Elections were held in 2015, and Aung San Suu Kyi and her National League of Democracy Party won that election. An election was held also in November last year, which it won with 70% of the vote. It's wildly popular, as is Aung San Suu Kyi. And what has happened in the last 24 hours is that the military and their claims that there was voter fraud and a stolen election have come to the fore and it's taken power. That's happened now because the parliament was due to restart yesterday when that election result would be confirmed. There's lots of concern about what this all means for the future of Myanmar, what it means for democracy in the country. As you say, the nation's democratically elected de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi and other senior members of the National League for Democracy have been detained in raids. And what Suu Kyi has asked the people of Myanmar to do is not to accept this. She's asked them to respond wholeheartedly and protest against the coup. Just a bit more context around Aung San Suu Kyi and why she's referred to as de facto leader. That's because Myanmar's constitution forbids her from becoming president because her children are foreign nationals. There's a lot to know about her. She studied at Oxford in the UK after raising her children there, returned to Myanmar, where she fought for democracy. For that, she spent years under house arrest. In 1991, she won the Nobel Peace Prize. More recently, she's been criticised internationally for her response to the Rohingya Muslim crisis but she remains very popular with the Buddhist majority in Myanmar. Over to the west and those in Perth and surrounds are heading into day two of lockdown. And whilst that hotel security guard who tested positive has been confirmed to have the UK strain of the virus, no new COVID cases were recorded yesterday. Lockdown Claire, as we well know, plays havoc with travel plans, with businesses, sporting competitions, even federal parliament. Yeah, for Western Australian politicians who flew into Canberra on Sunday night only to learn that when they landed they had to go into self-isolation in Canberra, what officials in the ACT said yesterday was that they can apply for exemptions to leave that self-isolation because they're considered to be essential workers, which could be the first time in history that that's ever happened. Cue lots of jokes about whether politicians are essential workers. (laughs) Claire, there's also a fire burning in the Perth Hills, which is threatening homes. Seven homes already have been lost. Yeah, a really rough day there. An out-of-control bushfire is threatening a northeastern suburb that's of Woorooloo. There's lots of emergency warnings there. And what authorities have said is leave your home if you're under threat. Bit of common sense there, I think. 
There's all sorts of things that happen behind the scenes of our political system, one of which is political donations and the reporting of them. On that, yesterday saw the release of disclosures from the 2019-2020 financial year. Yeah, of course, we're talking about the year up to the end of June last year. So it takes a bit of time for that reporting to happen. What it showed is that Clive Palmer is the biggest political donor in the country. He, of course, gave a lot of money to his own United Australia Party, $5.9 million, in fact. Next in the queue is Pratt Holdings, which is the company that owns Visi Packaging and is the Pratt family company. It donated one3 million dollars to the Liberals and $250,000 to the National Party. And then the amounts really fall away from there. But what critics have said is they want more timely information published, they want more transparency, and they'd also like to see some more rules around political donations, particularly a cap on the amounts that can be given. And to the numbers, the Liberal Party received $57 million, Labor received $55 million, the Nationals $12.4 million, and the Greens took 19 $0.1 million. This one, close watchers of the news will remember, Claire. Back in 2018, reports started to surface from both News Corp and Nine mastheads that a high-profile Australian was a key figure in a story of major public interest. That's the way it was reported. The reason it was so cryptic is that they weren't allowed to say it was Cardinal George Pell or talk about his child abuse charges, as the story was under a suppression order. Yeah, still some did, and that's why it went to court. They were looking at contempt of court charges, and this is a case, as you say, that has been dragging on for some time. What happened yesterday is that case was making its way through the court was that the media companies decided to plead guilty to those contempt of court charges, and that will see charges dropped against 15 journalists and editors. And just to bust a bit of court jargon within this story, a suppression order prohibits the publication of evidence or information to avoid the jury being prejudiced when the matter comes to trial. A review into the culture at Collingwood Football Club, Claire has found the club to be guilty of systemic racism. The report was commissioned by Collingwood after allegations of racism were made by a former player. Whilst the board saw that review and its 18 recommendations back in December, it wasn't made public until it was leaked yesterday. So Collingwood had to respond quite quickly. Yeah, this was big news in the AFL following states yesterday. It was on the front page of the Herald Sun, the details of that report. And what those report authors said was that they gave congratulations to Collingwood for confronting the issue, but they said that the club had a really dark past and also not much leadership that was tackling the problem. As you say, this all came to the fore when former Magpies defender Heretia Lumumba made accusations of being bullied and having racist taunts thrown his way by his own teammates. He's suing them for that racial abuse. Yeah, and whilst this review didn't look into that case specifically, it did make plenty of recommendations about how the club can improve. As Collingwood responded yesterday, lots of chat about its president, Eddie Maguire, and whether he should resign. He's been in that role for a very long time. He's due to finish up at the end of 21, something he says he'll stick to. 
Heading up to Queensland's Sunshine Coast now, Claire, and the council up there has spent a whole heap of money on a very fancy new waste system, which for the buildings on that site means they have kilometres of underground vacuum pipes that connect each new building, no need for wheelie bins. It's very high tech. Problem is they can't turn it on. It's a very fancy $20 million they've spent on that. Can't turn it on. The people who made the system, it's a company from South Korea and as part of the contract, they have to commission it, which means they have to come here. And of course, that's rather difficult at the moment to get international flights. So what the council is saying is they might actually have to put a private jet on to get them here to get the system working. What a headache. Squeeze the day, Claire, and I really liked this piece of history. Today is the anniversary of the annual Premier's Conference, which decided to locate Australia's capital to Canberra. That happened in 1899. Yeah, they had a knack for picking the coldest place between Sydney and Melbourne, so they did well there. Uh, For me, of course, aligned to that, Federal Parliament kicks off today, first session of 2021. Here we go. Thanks for listening into the Squeeze Today podcast, as always, and we'll be back tomorrow.